2: Your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Badlands, the show that I have forgotten my saying, so I'm going to start this shit again. (laughs) Jesus Christ, what the (laughs) fuck? My brain just went... (laughs) I wish (laughs) I had the restart button. (laughs) I did a tolly. I actually did a tolly then. (laughs) What is a badlands? Jesus Christ! What oh, is bad we'll start again. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Badlands, the only show that is one hundred percent chiselled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network. I am Mags, and back from his weekly scarf, Um, Mister <laughs> Mister Paul Tolly. How are you, sir?
3: I could hear the collected groan as you say back. Everyone thought raise back.
2: Oh, it's Tolly. No, and and again, uh, on a serious note, much love to to raise and a a rough couple of weeks, a rough Christmas, and a rough start to the new year. So, uh, hopefully, he'll be uh, in in better spirits, and we'll be back uh, hopefully next week because we uh, we've, we've uh, got a little bit of an announcement at the end of the show for, for next week's episode. So, uh, yeah, but we'll get to that. Um, so, Tully, you missed last week's episode the uh, the the one. About the Ultimate Warrior and whether he would, uh, what would happen if he was a, a successor's world champion? Um, obviously, you listened back to my uh, diatribe about it. Um, have you any kind of counter arguments or any uh, points that that you think might have uh, been different to to the ones I laid out, or um, just some of the thoughts and ideas that went through your head when when thinking about uh, Warrior and his lack of success thereof
3: yeah well you did a great job it was a great I listen last week yeah
2: i appreciate that yeah.
3: well, well done for ste- stepping up while i was uh while i was hunched
2: over the the porcelain bowl <laughs> brilliant i mean it was a it was a difficult start to that episode uh uh when the 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 idea for that for that episode was put forward i thought this will be a pretty easy topic to cover but it actually wasn't to get going with the the kind of thought process was was a bit of a struggle but once i got into it and kind of like was following the timeline and 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 the 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 folds in the wrestling business that that were were happening came to me it was it, it flowed out to me by the end of it it was I, I just couldn't stop tapping the, the 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 script so yeah it was a, a very interesting um a very interesting topic to go and it actually made me realize that maybe his run we look at it now as a as a failure but maybe it wasn't as big of a failure as, as it was made out because the dude still made a hell of a lot of money for the company.
3: Didn't he just, you, you, you raised an excellent point. I mean, you bought, you bought the stats out last week. I did, which, I did. Which is, which is imp- impressive. Uh, and you made a very good point that perhaps it's only seen as a failure because they told
2: us it was a failure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, ha- and how many times have we we come across that on the show when we believe something that WWE has, has put out and it's really re- revisionist history.
3: Yeah. It's scary that we we all fall into the trap. Really, we like we like we like to think we're um, we're uh, old fashioned cynics, but Vince has got us wrapped around his finger.
2: The the closer we are to the business, the easier we are to 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 con. Exactly.
3: So so I found myself agreeing with you that actually it wasn't a failure at all. So actually, what what could have changed? But um, I, I think I, 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 as I do, I usually put down my my four or five bullet points that i think major things that might might have changed and this really was a might of because actually the more i heard you talk the more i thought well maybe nothing would have changed at all <laughs> um so my first one though was i think if if warrior if warrior had become the new hogan because i think he did fail in that respect mm-hmm. uh he, he never he never reached that height and i know that is i know that's a hell of a target to set someone but perhaps impossible yeah yeah i mean as possibly no one's done it since but um <laughs> but that the torch was passed to him and that was that was the target and, and even if it's unfair that was the target um so if he'd have gone on and been hogan level i actually think that first thing i put was that i think the wwf would have gone down a more they would have embraced the, the supernatural side more okay. because they, that's, that's somewhere they went with warrior quite a few times. Um, again, against the undertaker, they did, they did it with Jake, the snake and they did it with obviously famously with Papa Shango. And I think warrior was built in such a way. I mean, warrior was probably more, more unbeatable than Hogan, Mm -hmm. the way he'd been booked. Um, the way his character was again, you said it. You said it in in the podcast itself. His matches very, very rarely lasted longer than two or three minutes.
2: Yeah, gold book um, style,
3: gold book style. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I just, I just, I just feel like if he'd have been the champion, they would have carried on doing that supernatural stuff as a way of beating him. Okay, which would have completely changed, changed the product, and and made it more made it more cartoonish more more cinematic i guess but i'm not i don't necessarily think that would have been a bad thing um people enjoyed the undertaker stuff then you know they enjoyed the mankind stuff and the Kane stuff years after mm-hmm. um if 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 the that but that was kind of contained usually around the undertaker himself but if, if that had spread out across more of the roster i don't know if that would have been i think i think it would have been entertaining
2: yeah, I I I I think you're absolutely right. But um, in in terms of how it would affect the product now, uh, I still think uh, WWE and WWF would have embraced the changes as it goes along. So once that kind of uh uh the fascination with the supernatural um, um era, I suppose of WWF, uh, waned, we'd still get the, the 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 like the new generation and the. The, the attitude and uh, ruthless aggression areas and stuff like that. So I think it would have changed for that era uh, a, a different route to go down. But yes, um, it certainly would have been entertaining to watch.
3: Yeah. and Then going on to that, I think, again, I, think I, I agree with you. I think all of the eras would have happened as they happened. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if the new generation era might have been pushed back just a little bit. Okay. And as we usually like to as we usually like to go down wormholes on here, whether that then even that, that say a year of slippage, if that creates a situation where Brett, Sean or Austin leave in that time.
2: Mm -hmm. Or um, or in the case of Austin doesn't come to the WWF at all. Doesn't
3: doesn't come at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we'd open up that possibility and and what damage that would have done. Mm -hmm. Um, be interested in looking to look into um and i think i think that the, the the other main one would have would have been i think if if warrior had had continued with the same character he had and this and the same uh, as, as we say hogan mark who i think the, the fans particularly at that the, the fans as they were at that time you know this is where fandom really changed and became a bit more adult they they clearly would have would have tired of it yeah. and probably been quite vocal about it mm-hmm. um so if warrior had succeeded i think they would they would be a limited there would be a limited period for how long that could genuinely last because it just wasn't in keeping with where where pro wrestling was going uh, and he, he he didn't have any range there is nowhere to go as a yeah, character yeah.
2: Yeah, once you start going into a, uh, uh, an area of wrestling where work rate is important, that's where the whole Ultimate Warrior uh, shtick falls flat.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, it's, it's not even necessarily just work rate. H- Hogan proved he had other places to go. He, you know, he had your black and white Hogan, and he had yellow and red Hogan, and they were very different. Mm-hmm. very different characters very different attitudes i I don't think warrior would even have that
2: he had one yeah. uh, he <laughs> just, <laughs> a, a, a xenophobic um conspiracy theory lunatic
3: yeah <laughs> yeah so those are those are those those were essentially my my thoughts are I, I eventually led me to i don't think a lot would have changed at all mm-hmm. um yeah uh maybe the ty- the times would have shifted a little bit. Some things might have been delayed. Whether that would eventually impact WWF vs. WCW, I doubt it. Um I, I doubt it would shift it enough to have impacted that mm-hmm. the eventuality that WCW would still grow a business and WF would would prosper.
2: Yep. Um and I appreciate your your input. Um and yeah, I'm, I'm glad we were kind of uh pretty much on the same page in in terms of what uh what the the long-term um outcome for the company is um but uh this week's topic um was picked by me obviously because i was on my own uh <laughs> well, i went with uh what if the rock uh never left for for hollywood um so obviously everybody knows the rock biggest uh movie star in the world right now um so as I, as I like to do on the show I thought I'd give a little bit of a backstory into into the rock and, and kind of his uh, early career and, and how he got to the point he's at now. Um, so he, he had a stint of playing college football for the University of Miami uh, where he won a national championship um, and he looked to be transitioning into being a, an NFL star uh, but uh, he didn't he wasn't drafted and then he had a short stint in the Canadian football league after that um he transitioned into uh, professional wrestling uh, as part of the 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 legendary Anoa'i family uh and kind of following in the footsteps of his of his grandfather Peter Maieria, and his and his dad uh, Rocky Johnson debuted in the WWF in 1996 uh when he went um First of all, bad the the Monica Flex Cabana, uh, and then when he made his TV debut, he was uh, Rocky Mayavir. Uh, he was fantastic uh, attire. It was a fantastic poodle hairstyle as well. And yeah, he's the only person I know who can rock a turtleneck, a gold gold chain, and a bum bag and still look cool. <laughs> <laughs> you mean fanny pack? Fanny pack. <laughs> Bum back to, to us here on this side of the pond. Um <laughs> but uh he was pivotal in in uh in the rise for for WWE uh and their popularity during the attitude era. He had notable feuds with the McMahons, with Triple H, Mankind, uh but his biggest feud was his career feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh and and that that kind of um Charisma and uh, and just um, fan love that he got had, was a big part in helping WWE beat WCW and uh, the rivals, and and really break into uh, the mainstream, uh, garnering huge viewer numbers and even bigger uh, profits uh, year on year for the company. Mm-hmm. But as the WWE uh, pushed into the mainstream, uh, the lights of Hollywood beckoned for The Rock. Uh, he obviously has charisma for days uh, and that made him almost uh, a perfect fit for uh, leading man roles in action movies, uh, buddy comedies, uh, and kind of superhero movies. Um, so his first major role was uh, as star of the Scorpion King, which was a, kind of an offshoot of the, the Mummy franchise. Uh, that... He was CGI in that, wasn't he? In the The Mummy Returns. He oh was, yeah, that that part was CGI in in his uh in his actual kind of real on screen debut. The 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 Scorpion King he was he was uh in the flesh.
3: Yeah, I get. I see he was. he's only CGI because the, the the actual the way the Scorpion King appeared in the Mummy Two had necessitated it to be CGI. It wasn't yeah, like they just wanted his much. voice or whatever.
2: No pretty much I think the the plan was always to have like a a spin off with the rock as a star, and that was uh, essentially just to get his foot in the rock because he wasn't in the 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 original mummy film for that long uh it's only like a few minutes near the end but uh, yeah yeah
3: um and, and scorpion king was was that was that WWE films no or, that, or that...
2: they were affiliated. I think they got a producer credit. Right, okay. uh, But it was definitely uh, definitely not a a WWE Studios-produced film. Uh, But getting back to The Scorpion King, the movie made three times its original budget uh, and opened at number one uh, at the box office across the world. Um, And then after he he finally scored a WrestleMania victory over his long-term career rival, Stokehold, at WrestleMania 19, um, he he started to spend more and more time in Hollywood and less and less time in the WWE. And there was a, a period between 2004 and 2007 where he was pretty much away from the company all the way through that um, and was very sporadic in, in his uh, WWE appearances until he came back for the, the WrestleMania matches against Cena in 2011 uh, to 2013. And then once that uh uh storyline had run its course, he kind of returned back to his uh his sporadic appearance schedule. Uh but in Hollywood, totally different story. Um, after the success of the Scorpion King, uh he followed that up with the Rundown, with Walking Tall, with Doom, uh Get Smart, and just dozens and dozens of films uh with pretty decent to modest success. Uh, but he really kind of uh, Hit the the big time when he landed the role of Hobbs in Fast Five. Uh, this this role is what propelled the Rock into the high earners of Hollywood. Uh, and then Fast and Furious Six uh, made even more money. And then when we get to Fast Seven, that was actually the first billion dollar movie that the Rock was involved in. Uh, that led to us a, uh, a spin off of his own with uh, the the um, Fast. Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I like that then, one. That was a yeah, good one. I, th- I think all of the 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 fast um, films with the rocking have been very very entertaining.
3: Yeah, yeah. I find the 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 uh, just go, going off 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 track a bit. I find the the normal series yeah you know, a little bit far fetched. I know that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Hobbs and Shaw was hilarious. Just such a good film.
2: It, it really really was um so in the it's been a, around a decade since he actually landed the, the role of hobbs in in uh in uh, fast five uh and in that time he's gone on to become the hottest property in hollywood um since 2017 he's been uh in the top five earning, uh, highest grossing stars at both the world, uh, both the uh, domestic and international box office in 2018 and 2019, he was the number one uh, grossing star for for both uh, international and domestic box offices. He's the 16th highest domestic grossing star of all time. He's made 3.3 billion in revenue. And he's also the 15th highest worldwide grossing star with $12.4 billion revenue. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's a off of entertainment. I don't know uh, why he
3: gave up wrestling.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> in terms of uh, his, his own pay, uh, he's been the, the highest paid actor for three years straight between uh, 2018 and 2020. Uh, he made $124 million in 2018. 89.4 in 2019 and 87.5 uh, million in 2020. He has an estimated fortune of around $320 million. He's got a, a packed schedule for the next three to four years for movies. He's got his own production company with uh, seven books. He's a part owner of the, the Voss Water Company. He part owns uh, Terramana Tequila. He part owns the XFL He's got a sponsorship deal uh, worth millions with Under Armour, and he's he's on target to be a genuine billionaire within the next five years. Just wow. absolutely unreal. And there's even the long-standing rumors that he's he's got his eye on um, being being president of the United States, which is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal.
3: That'd be the 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 cherry on the cake, wouldn't
2: it? <laughs> it, it certainly would. It, I mean, what a what a rags to richer story, though. Um, coming from coming down to Florida with essentially seven dollars in his pocket to to now being worth three hundred and twenty million, being the most recognizable movie star in the world, and every project you're involved with is a is a massive home run. He's just it's it's, it, it's inspirational. There is no other way to, to describe it.
3: It's incredible. He's an inc- incre- incredible human being. And he well, he, he, he's a demigod, isn't he? he was he was Maui as well, which was he... his <laughs> his, <laughs> his finest performance, or certainly the one I've seen what most. What can
2: I say? Except <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that is a brilliant performance. You're you're absolutely right. So, um, the the plan for this episode is what if that hollywood journey didn't happen for the rock what if he stuck around in WWE? how would um how would wrestling land, the landscape of wrestling change how would his career go um yeah um would you like to go first or would you like me to go first
3: um you you did uh you did a lot of work last week then I let you sit back and then uh, have you got a book in for us this week
2: i, I have um I've got a timeline. Um right. You you know how I book now. I I essentially book week to week, month to month. Well, this for this I've actually gone year to year. Um, okay. So I'm I'm happy to go first if if that's uh, if you'd like to hear what I've got to got planned for for the rock.
3: All right. Let's hear let's hear your booking. You know, I've I, I've done the usual. I've got my i uh, I've got my five five or six scattergram (laughs) my scattergram with my five or six points that i think most important things that
2: might have happened and uh we'll we'll see if any of mine pop up correlate with yours okay so um um for context in my storyline the the scorpion king still happens uh the wrestlemania 19 match still happens uh and the rock does have a less intense schedule if you compare it to his is here day in the attitude era uh, and I've actually got to give a, a, a lot of props to um, someone over on Reddit uh, called Russia 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 uh who kind of laid the groundwork for for the way I've booked uh this or props to props to that guy uh but yeah, i'm gonna start with 2003 uh well 2003 2004 because uh, these go essentially from wrestlemania to wrestlemania um so we've no need to take time away to film walking tall um i don't think the rock leaves after he loses at backlash to to goldberg um Instead, he gets inserted in the into the, the continuing feud between uh, Triple H and Booker T. Uh, if you remember that whole kind of you people uh, and never champion bullshit that, that happened at WrestleMania 19. Who could forget. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have Booker and The Rock trading the title in the lead up to SummerSlam. Uh, and then it's 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 there where the Goldberg loss at, uh, at Backlash returns to bat him as uh, Bill Goldberg defeats The Rock for the for the World Heavyweight title. And then after spending a few months uh, unsuccessfully challenging Goldberg to, to win the strap back, um, he transitions into a WrestleMania 20 feud with Shawn Michaels uh, after um, Shawn Michaels was the third man for the Rock and Sock match against Evolution at Norway out 2004. If you remember, that was a two-on-three uh, uh, encounter. Um, but Shawn Michaels is added to that match, and then there's uh, there's shenanigans and blame uh, attributed to, to why The Rock and Sock weren't able to get the victory. That leads to The Rock and Shawn Michaels facing off, and they absolutely steal The show at WrestleMania um, with The Rock going over. So then we're going to 2004-2005, and this WrestleMania rematch uh, with um, HBK happens at Backlash. Um, Shaw Michaels gets his win back, uh, and this is I just interject when... quickly. Okay, did the Rock and Shawn Michaels ever have a, have a match? I don't think that they ever had a singles match. I remember I can't recall uh, one. I remember uh listening to a, a Shawn Michaels uh interview where he said one of his biggest regrets was that he didn't have a program with, 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 uh, with the Rock, so yeah, it's a, a massive misstep, absolutely. Yeah, so um, Sean uh, Michaels gets his win back at, at Backlash, uh, and this is the f- the, f- the first time we see Rock take a, a sustained period away from-, from the WWE, but he's back for SummerSlam, uh, and he's involved in a-, a huge triple threat dream match with uh, with um, Triple H and Sean Michaels for the World Heavyweight title. The Rock wins, uh, victorious, capitalising on the the tension between the former uh, DX partners, uh, and this makes him an 11 time world champion. That that number will be uh, uh will be significant once we get towards the the tail end of my Booking. Um, but after after winning the title, he sees off Triple H in in the fallout, and then we see uh, a new contender rise from the ashes. One, Randy Orton, the protégé of Triple H. Uh, and Orton shocks the world when he beats The Rock for the title at Survivor Series, um, which then leads up to uh, what happened in real life, the betrayal from Triple H, the breakup of Evolution. Uh, and then we get a triple threat between um, Orton, um, Trips, and the Royal Rumble winner, uh, Batista, Um Batista leaves uh Smackdown to be part of that triple threat match. Because if you remember in the in the original timeline, Batista won uh the Royal Rumble. The whole kind of uh the, the John Cena uh and Vince McMahon's quads exploding Royal Rumble finish. Uh well Batista won the Rumble and Triple H was trying to convince him to uh to go to Smackdown um and and not face Triple H on Raw. Um but Batista does uh he does uh go uh to be part of that triple threat match uh, which means there's a big gap on smackdown um which uh leads teddy long who's the general manager to introduce the biggest acquisition in smackdown history none other than the great one the rock um but the fans don't take to this version of The Rock. He comes in very cocky, very arrogant with the whole, this is my show, The Rock show, SmackDown. You you guys should essentially bow to my feet. Uh, but in an attempt to kind of curry the favour of this fan base, uh, The Rock teams up with uh, Cena and Undertaker to defeat JBL and his cabinet. Uh, but he's still booed by the fans and... In a fit of anger and a, a fit of retaliation, The Rock hits Undertaker with a, a huge rock bottom, which builds to a WrestleMania 21 showdown with the Dead Man. Ooh. Yeah. And as WrestleMania then, I think WrestleMania 21 was the, the WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Um, we see Undertaker standing tall, and he's beat The Rock uh, to continue the streak. I think the streak at that time was... 12-0. and 0. So, yeah, The Rock is he's, he's defeated at WrestleMania. So, getting to 2005, 2006, um, The Rock is tormented by that loss, tormented by the uh, ever-booing fans. So, he looks at SmackDown's biggest big face at the time, uh, Eddie Guerrero, and he uh, he challenges Eddie Guerrero, um, and he loses to Eddie at Great American Bash. He the rock ends up getting his win back, um, to uh to become number one contender, uh, for John Cena's WWE title. Uh, Cena wins that match, uh, and then um, he goes on to um to challenge uh, John Cena at SummerSlam, where he, he wins his 12th world title. Uh, he has um successful defenses, uh, with uh Eddie coming back for. Uh, for a rematch, Cena wanted a rematch. Uh, Rey, uh, Mysterio, and Undertaker, and we see The Rock actually have a sustained run with a title uh, all the way to uh, WrestleMania 22, where Royal Rumble winner Kurt Angle challenges The Rock for the title, and he beats him at WrestleMania 22. Oof. this is this is interesting so far. It's so, Brock, Brock, a lot of losing. He does, at WrestleMania specifically. Ah, Um, didn't notice that. Yeah, so uh, going into 2006 and 2007, um, we get a a WrestleMania rematch at Judgment Day. Uh, Kurt retains, and The Rock takes another break away from the ring. um, Considering he had an eight-month run with the title, I think it's pretty well-deserved. And you don't actually see The Rock for the majority of 2006 – Uh, But he returns to uh, a very special pay-per-view, one where he made his debut a decade earlier. Uh, This time he's part of Team Angle in their Survivor Series victory over Team Booker. And The Rock ends 2006 with a win at Armageddon against Booker uh, and then starts 2007 with a hot streak when he wins his second ever Royal Rumble. Uh, and then instantly he declares that he wants to face the the WWE champion, who at the time was was John Cena. Uh, we get to WrestleMania, and we uh, have Cena versus um, versus The Rock again. And this time the the Rock comes out, finally gets his win at WrestleMania, finally uh, wins the world title on the big show when he beats Cena for that belt. So then going into 2007, 2008. Um, he the Rock Cena feud carries on through Backlash and through Judgment Day uh, with The Rock uh, coming out on top. Um, but after his win against Cena at Judgment Day, he doesn't actually leave that pay-per-view as champion because once he beat the Doctor of Fugonomics, a tired, aching, sore Rock is, is dethroned by the ultimate opportunist, Edge who cashes in his Money in the Bank briefcase and strips The Rock of his WWE title. This leads to another break from, from the ring for for The Rock. Uh, this one, not as long, though. He's back for the, the draft lottery in 2007, uh, where he's drafted to Raw. Uh, and his first major feud on Raw is with uh, his cousin, Umaga. Uh And he beats Umarga at No Mercy, and he beats him at Cyber Sunday. Uh, and then challengers world heavyweight champion randy orton for the title at survivor series uh and we get a lot of kind of callbacks to survivor series from a decade earlier i mean if you remember the year before we spoke about how uh um it was an important show for the rocks it, we, he made his um his uh debut at survivor series uh in 1996 but something even more uh pivotal for the wrestling business happened at Survivor Series 1997. That was the Montreal screw job. So, in homage to that, we almost see uh, a reversal of the Montreal screw job when William Regal and Vince stop the timekeeper from ringing the bell just as Randy Orton is tapping out to the sharpshooter. Um, the Miami crowd are fuming that uh, their hometown hero has been screwed by Vince. So then on the row after Survivor Series, we see Orton take the rock out uh, and he goes again on another another break, but he, we, we don't see him till the rumble when he comes back and beats Orton for that World Heavyweight title. And on that same night, we see uh, a return from uh, a long-term injury uh, for one John Cena, who comes back and miraculously wins the Royal Rumble potentially setting up a rematch at WrestleMania with The Rock. So we get to No Way Out. Uh, The Rock has to defend his title in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, And after a hard-fought defense, The Rock versus Cena 2 is confirmed for WrestleMania. So we get that once-in-a-lifetime match again. (laughs) (laughs) So we... uh, we, again, get some more homage to things that have happened in the past. Um, if you remember the the last time The Rock faced somebody in a, a WrestleMania rematch, that was against Stone Cold. Um, Vince got involved in that match. He gets involved in this match. He comes to the ring and offers The Rock a chair to lay waste to to John Cena. The Rock refuses the chair. And whilst he's refusing it, Cena hits him with a low blow, takes the chair and lays absolute waste to The Rock. He's fell for the same thing again. He's uh, hit with a nephew and pinned by John Cena. And in a, a very eerie repeat of 2001, the biggest face in the company has made a deal with the devil to defeat The Rock. You've turned him. Yeah, I have. I've turned Cena. I, <laughs> oh, that's bold! I, I had to do it. So <laughs> we get to two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Uh, the Rock uh, has uh, another breakaway, um, and we see Cena and Orton running roughshod over Raw um, as essentially a modern day power trip uh, under the the leadership of McMahon. Uh, but Rock returns at SummerSlam uh, to get uh, revenge on John Cena, who is still champion. Uh, but unfortunately for, for The Rock, he's unsuccessful. Uh, and once this feud's done, we actually see Rock spend a little bit of time out of the title picture, because every time he's returned, he's quickly pushed back into the main event. Uh, we see him reuniting with uh, Mick Fowler, Uh And he, he and Mick, as part of the Rock and Sock Connection, start to take on uh, more members of this ever-growing Power Trip faction. So at Unforgiven, we see them uh, beat Cordy and Ted DiBiase's legacy. Um, And then post-match, we have Orton coming out to help um, Cordy and DiBiase beat down on on the two veterans. This leads to a Power Trip versus Team Raw um, match on Survivor Series. The Power Trip win uh, very, very easily. Randy Orton is... uh, is the MVP of the match, really uh, has a standout performance. And then we cut to Cena and and Vince looking on in concern as as they see Randy Orton standing tall, almost in a kind of what what monster have we created style. So Orton goes on to win the Rumble. Uh, The Rock gets eliminated by Edge, which kickstarts a feud between them two. Um, so we have Edge um, um, taking on uh, the Rocky in a feud um, and after narrowly escaping uh, No Way Out uh, with the WWE uh, title by the skin of his teeth, we see Edge is booked um, to face the Great One at WrestleMania uh, and he's able to beat um, the radar Superstar, superstar uh, despite in- interference from Eddie Guerrero and he ends uh, WrestleMania again as a WWE champion. So 2009, 2010 comes around and with the victory over edge, that makes the rock now a 15 time world champion. Uh, he's getting there. He's getting there. Exactly. Um, he retains against edge at backlash retains against edge at no way out. Uh, and that, that, that feud is, is then pretty much wrapped up. Um, he looks to his next challenger, and that, that man is one Jeff Hardy. Uh, but Edge and Vicky Guerrero will not be pushed into the shadows. And as and, uh, SmackDown GM, uh, Vicka, uh inserts her husband into the match at Extreme Rules, uh, which makes it a triple threat, The Rock uh, is able to retain and then at the Great American Bash, Jeff Hardy finally gets his, uh, his one-on-one single match against the champ. He doesn't waste that opportunity, uh, and he beats The Rock to become a champion. Uh, but kind of like The Rock earlier in the, in the, in the storyline, his joy is very short-lived because uh, the money in the bank holder cashes in uh, to capitalise on, on a weakened Jeff Hardy. And that money in the bank holder is one Chicago-made punk. Oh, see yeah, punk. See yeah, (laughs) punk. So the I wonder when he show his face. Exactly, and I knew I was. I left this till to the end because I knew it would pop you, popping the (laughs) boys. (laughs) So we um, we see the Rock take another sabbatical, um, but comes back to win the Royal Rumble again. Uh, and he he takes that that win to uh to get himself an opportunity against sam punk in the main event of wrestlemania 26 uh and in that process he uh erases a lot of issues that punk actually had with the with the wwe because punk is getting his wrestlemania main event the rock isn't stealing his spot He's not being pushed down the card. Um, so um has he still got a staff infection? <laughs> he, he gets multiple <laughs> Z packs instead of just one, <laughs> he gets multiple. <laughs> uh but after a brutal uh battle, same punk is defeated by the rock, uh, which makes him uh equals Ric Flair's 16 time world champion record. The nature boys' music hits he- oh. He comes to the ring, a stare down, and then the nature boy raises the hand of the great one as he hands in the title as they now share the record for the most amount of world titles. End scene. That's where I've left it on that on that cliffhanger because I think that's a a cool um, happy moment to leave you. Oh, you've gone soft.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave a lot happy moments here. Oh, that was wonderful. I like that. Is a lot of a lot of callbacks, a lot of a lot of repeating themes, a lot of uh, a lot of linkages all the way through. You you thought about that one, didn't you?
2: yeah and like i said props to um russia Russia Mil on on reddit because um and definitely go and 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 check it out he uh he or she i don't actually know the person but they laid a lot of groundwork uh for me to to pour over and kind of manipulate into a into a cohesive story so yeah props to them but yeah i had i had a lot of fun booking this a lot of fun. Yeah, now it's time a, to tear it apart. Well, there's a
3: lot of there's a lot of repeated themes in what I think what I think would have happened. Um, and as I say, I, I I love that booking, and I think it, it, it's kind. It I've got ways I got ways it would differ, and mm-hmm. which I, which I which I go through. But actually, yeah, the general theme is pretty much the same. So, shall I take you through it? Mm-hmm. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> uh
2: rock sets the world record for
3: number of world titles one wow <laughs> it's it,
2: how that's era how how kind of on the same page we we end up being isn't that mm.
3: but it, it, it seems like a um thank you it seems seems like a a, a no-brainer because uh what he he won 10 didn't he yeah, in, in his time, I, and some some of them were, some of them, well, at least one of them was in the, in the, the later period when he came back. Um, and as we discussed so many times on um, on the original Badlands, because uh, cause the rock came up so many times because he was in our top four at the at the end. The, the he is a his official number of matches at eight hundred and fifty two. Mm-hmm. As we kept saying, everyone else in the, everyone else at the top of that ra- Rushmore were. You double that, yeah. maybe maybe more.
2: Maybe. So he wanted with Ric <laughs> Flair. It was it was like five times that amount. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so he won ten championships
3: in that amount of time, and I can't remember how many years he was fully active. But it wasn't it wasn't long, was it?
2: It was from '96 to around 2003, so yeah. seven years essentially. I know exactly. he won the title a couple of times in the in his like off period uh but yeah he's, he's, he had a,
3: essentially, sense of a seven year career yeah so it's, it's, it's so it stands to reason that that he would he would definitely achieve that mm-hmm. if if he i mean even if like in in your in your booking he he worked well, not part-time but um he t- he took breaks even if he took breaks over that period he would he would set that record i think mm-hmm. um and consequently uh i don't think cena orton and triple h would have as many because because yeah. if, if if someone else has got the, got the title more then they're going to have less aren't they um so i think we yeah we'd have a we'd we'd have we'd have a, a situation where the, where the rock is hunting down that that Ric Flair record and again it stands to reason as, as you did in yours that there would be some kind of meeting of the two whether it's a, a a passing of the torch or whether they attempted a,
2: <laughs> attempted a match. <laughs> Flair versus the rock. <laughs> you've headlined know. WrestleMania. Oh no, you have, you've headlined Starcade after Stalking after Starcade. <laughs> Why not headline one more stockade with the rock? <laughs> <laughs> so I think
3: that, that that's number one. That would definitely happen. Um, and I don't think anyone would have any complaints about that. Really? No, I, agree. Um, I think they'd have less complaints about Cena equal in the record than, than they had about Cena equal in the record. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that goes on to uh, alluding to that there, where I said it, it would probably affect the number of title reigns, Cena, Orton and Triple H would have. Um, number two, S- SmackDown was the rock show. So I, I differ to you in some ways. I think he would always be drafted to SmackDown. Similar to uh, Cena was always drafted to SmackDown, wasn't he? Yeah. Which again will fit into something I say later, but um, yeah, I think I think he would be, he would be pretty much SmackDown devoted. The show was well, I don't know, if the show wasn't created for him, but in, in kind of kayfabe, it was, wasn't it? Um, um, and he was named after so SmackDown was kind of his saying, wasn't it? So I think I think he would always he he would always be a SmackDown wrestler. Now I think the effect that would have and again i differ to yours here somewhere if if ease, if if the rocks in there someone someone else needs to drop out and looking at it i think logically jbl doesn't happen okay um because just 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 because uh, <laughs> As as I say, logic, lo, logically, if you've got one extra person in there, one extra person has to drop out, you can't have an yeah. unlimited roster of top top and, stars.
2: And the thing with JBL was that there were the stars that were on SmackDown weren't ready for that for that spot. So JBL yeah. was was essentially the ultimate transition champion. I think he did, a, he did a an underrated job as SmackDown champion. Um, but you're right, if the rock's there. Uh, perhaps there's no need for jbl to to need to be that transition yeah no. he was fantastic and mm-hmm.
3: I, I i don't i don't really i don't know the full details again it's kind of a period i was kind of half watching at that point um it feels to me like he was never he was probably never intended to be champion as long as he was he just he he, he just he just took the ball and and run with it as they, as they say yeah, and I he, think, he was I brilliant yeah. and he deserved what he got
2: yeah, the making of it was the Eddie Guerrero feud, I think. Yeah. That that's what sh- what proved that JBL was able to carry the, the brand.
3: Yeah. Um so yeah, it's definitely nothing against him at all. I just think someone drops out, so it's him. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously JBL famously a heel. I, I I agree with your booking. I think we see a, a mega the Rock heel run, so kind of towards the end of his his first run with WWE, the fans were start actually starting to turn on him anyway.
2: Yeah, and um, and, and that was one of the 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 hardest parts to to book, I suppose, because as much as uh, everybody loves The Rock, a sustained face Rock can get pretty boring pretty quickly yeah. because his whilst his catchphrases are funny, if you're hearing him week on week, they, they get tedious. So he needs to go away and then come back and we, we get like a, a revisiting of the greatest hits, but he leaves before he, it kind of outstays his welcome. That was difficult to, to, to get around. So I feel the, the the turns needed to happen to keep him fresh.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and he's a great heel.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not much different to him. He's a face. He's no. it's it's the same, uh, the same kind of a catchphrase and the same kind of attitude. It's just that his vitriol is aimed at the fans rather than aimed at his opponent. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was always a fantastic heel heel when he when he was a heel, and uh, there's something about when you're that entertaining, if you. If you deliberately deprive the fans of being entertaining, then there's there's something like really nasty and bad guy about that, isn't it? Now, Mm -hmm. I could have you all laughing. I could have you all cheering, but I'm not going to give you the satisfaction.
2: Yeah. I mean, how many times did he uh, start singing and then um, said, well, this ain't sing along with the champ or (laughs) that that kind of thing? So, yeah, uh, you make a, a really good point there.
3: So yeah, I, I think he'd have a big heel run. He'd he'd be in that replacing replacing JBL there. Um, yeah, because like, like I said, I, I, after after the match with Hogan, people were the, the fans were starting to turn on him anyway. And I I didn't know this, but I I read it that actually after after the Lesnar match, he tried to do a kind of a a goodbye speech or something, and he got booed.
2: At uh, SummerSlam 2002, yeah, yeah, was it 2002? Yeah, I think it was 2002. Yeah, they 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 booed him out of the building. Yeah,
3: yeah. So which is uh, mind blowing. I don't I don't know how I missed that at the time. Um, I well I wasn't kind of reading websites and stuff. Um, back then, so I just, just didn't know that had happened. So um, again, revisionist history. Rock was always super popular, but. Mm-hmm he wasn't so so i think that the, the heel turn was there and i think maybe they could uh and again correct me if the timelines are all shonky and wrong here maybe he could have revisited you could have, he, he almost do a a bloodline um a bloodline um storyline 20 years earlier with uh obviously we know rikishi ran over austin for the rock may maybe all along he did and Rock did ask him to do it, maybe. Yeah. And they could could re- re- revisit that massive heel turn. Uh, you, you said Umaga wasn't long from coming up, so he you know he could have been part of it. Yep, there's an I idea there.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the there's this, this meat on the bone now for that for that Bloodline thing, though, with 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 Roman and with uh, the Usos and the Rock coming back. There's a storyline there waiting to to be played with a uh, Roman thinking he's the head of the table. Then the Rock coming in saying, "Listen, I I laid the groundwork for this. I'm the head of the table. You acknowledge me." Um, yep. So, so yeah, that could have easily worked ten years ago. Definitely.
3: I mean, it, it, as you say, it, it's there to happen, whether it will or not. It I guess depends if he gets a gap in his diary big enough to do it. And, and, <laughs> and, if, if and is... willing to pay exactly. <laughs> um, I, if, based on the figures you were quoting earlier, I don't think they can.
2: <laughs> I don't think they can. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I was. Um, I, I I used to use um, a website called Box Office Mojo for 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 stuff like that for for numbers that um, that uh, movies uh, made. But I think they've been bought out by IMDb, so it's all kind of behind a paywall. Um, so I actually found another website, and looking at the numbers of of how much money his films have made, it was it was staggering. I mean, twelve point four billion over over his career in in revenue for his movies. Just it's amazing, it's, isn't it? It's, it's it's an obscene amount of money. Cause well, one of the things I did here on
3: one of my uh, one of my one of my spider spider legs was I was wondering how would and I haven't got a point on it because I didn't get anywhere with it. But but how would how would Hollywood have changed if Rock hadn't been there? And I was looking down the list of films, and there, there's nothing really there that he makes all this money. But there's nothing amazing there, is there? I mean, Fast, Fast and Furious is great, but he came in late. It was already a great franchise.
2: He, he's never going to make. He's never going to get an Oscar. Is it? He? No, he's, but but he. He's a, a, a comedy-slash-action star. So I'm sure somebody else would have filled those roles if The Rock wasn't there to, to take them. They may have not made as much money, but I'm sure Hollywood is is a way uh, bigger machine than the WWE ever will be. That's what WWE are, are aspiring to be. So I'm sure the Hollywood wouldn't have felt that much change if the no. Rock didn't turn up. It, I mean, for if Austin may have took some of those roles. Um Jason Mower may have had a bigger career if it wasn't for him being a wish <laughs> version of the Rock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Jason Mower. That was horrible. Sorry, yeah. Jason.
3: He's, he's dealt a bad hand, aren't
2: he? Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So. Next one again, kind of um, it, it pulls something out, pulls something out that, that you that, well exactly that you 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 booked yourself. Um, when I think about The Rock, I think this sounds a bit weird because he did he, he did have yeah what was at the time a massive feud with Austin, mm-hmm. but I still feel like he does he didn't have a career defining feud, okay because. Because because Austin's was McMahon, I feel like Rock didn't have Rock doesn't really have when I think of him. I just think of him as the Rock. I don't think oh, I might remember all those battles he had with
2: X. Yeah, uh, f- for me, I, I get what you what you're saying. Uh, the The matches with um, with Austin were. Important to The Rock's career, but not as important to Austin's career. His mm. his feud with McMahon was way more important. So it's almost like The Rock is uh, the sad piece of Austin, would you say? But um, yeah. if you if you're looking away from Austin, I think it, it's Triple H. I think Triple H is his, his career feud.
3: Yeah, uh, that's what that kind of what I was going to get. I th- I think those two were destined to be be. Wrapped together for, for for their entire career. So for for all of that, all of the the uh, the two thousands, I think you would have just constantly got Rock and Triple H. Uh, uh, and it, it's a shame we didn't. It's a shame their their feud didn't really go to the heights it it should have done because the, because because the Rock left.
2: Yeah, um, and and ironically, it, that would mean he's just been Triple H's sad piece as well because I always link Triple H to Shawn Michaels. Um, yeah, I mean they were like the best of friends, the worst of enemies uh, in throughout throughout their their career. So, yeah, the Rock is stuck in that kind of middle middle place where he's the always the bridesmaid.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I think then he would have gone on, and I think I think his career feud would have been Cena. Mm-hmm. As I said, they both they yeah. both in 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 my timeline they both would have been SmackDown. majority of their career so they would have been clashing a lot i would have had rock as a heel and cena eventually becomes the 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 super face um and but but again as your booking showed they could easily switch that round as well to freshen it up like similar to what they've done with brock lesnar and uh, roman reigns recently um i think uh, and we've seen we saw from the once in a lifetime and the and then again match (laughs) matches that their chemistry was fantastic and uh, and they did they you know they intermittently they did string that feud out for two years so it was a it was a long feud it just it had flashpoints rather than rather than being constant i they they could they could have run for years and years and i, I actually think rock and cena would have been a feud for the ages
2: yeah and someone else who i who, are, who are tried to kind of book into man uh but it it I didn't want to go too far away from the original timeline. I wanted to keep as much uh, of that in as possible. But someone who I, I, I really wanted to kind of push into that storyline, and, and it just didn't work every time I attempted it, was, was Kurt Angle. Because I feel that he's someone who, whilst he's an amazing talent, he's never really had a career feud in WWE. No. You didn't so I think he would have been a, a, a perfect foil for 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 the rock but like I said it, it just it it didn't make sense whenever I tried to kind of uh push Kurt Angle into into the storyline too much
3: no but they they were they were feuding quite a bit um around around the, around the time of the invasion weren't they
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
3: because we talked about that recently
2: why did Kurt leave WWF so he he was um he got an addiction to painkillers uh he obviously had his broken neck uh and he he didn't want to take time away to get it fixed uh so he relied on painkillers he asked the WWE uh to be released from his contract to to uh get better um and then a couple of months later turned up on t n a <laughs> still, still massively addicted to painkillers. I think he's he spoke about it on his uh the Kurt, on Kurt Angle podcast with uh Conrad Thompson saying that when he went to TNA, uh, whilst he had um a great career there, he was still he was he was fucked up. He was massively addicted to painkillers, and they didn't have the structure in TNA that they had in WB where they can they can spot the triggers or they can yeah. uh they can see when people are, are really struggling. So he just carried on for, for years, just taking paincle after penkle after pain, after pain and and essentially wrecking his career.
3: Yeah, which yeah, well. is a,
2: a damn shame.
3: It is a damn shame, and um, we'll, we'll I guess I guess we're lucky he's still with us. As, as morbid <laughs> as that sounds. Um, uh, I, the reason I asked that was I wondered if if he had if they had linked him to the rock and kind of that became. A Kurt Angle career feud. If you like, wonder, wonder if that mm-hmm. would have changed his mind on leaving and actually yeah. Kurt would have stayed around for a long time.
2: Yeah, I think if, like I said, I don't think Kurt had a particular career feud. Um, if anyone, uh, he probably had his best best um, storyline with Brock. I think uh, that was a, a really good storyline. But yeah, he, he was someone who who it was like a chameleon. I always, I think of Kurt Angle. Like he could, he could fit him in a feud with anyone, and it just worked yep. because of how good he was. Um, but yeah, it would have been cool to see him have uh, a feud where they just were inextricably linked together throughout the career, and it would have been cool for the rock. But it is what it is. Yep. Okay.
3: Next one. We've got. Um, so, if 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 Rock and Cena are feuding throughout the the 2000s you obviously you don't you don't get the you don't get the once in a lifetime uh moment that wrestlemania yeah. and and that was the biggest selling wrestlemania or biggest selling pay-per-view of all time
1: mm-hmm.
3: i believe it still it still is and it, in in my opinion it's the it's the last mega wrestlemania main event i can't think i can't think of any Anything else that I mean? There's that, and and there's Rock and a Osta- uh, Rock and Hogan, in terms of th- those icon versus icon matches. Okay. Um, can, can you think of any others that?
2: What uh, matches for the Rock specifically, or, or no, in, no, just ma-
3: in- just massive wrestle, like massive WrestleMania, that 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 that, cro- that you know that crossover. Okay. Because I see Cena Rock is the biggest selling pay per view of all time because it crossed over. And-
2: yeah, because they were both, well, they were both a sense of movie stars. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think in terms of uh, the wrestling bubble, Brock versus Roman is huge. But outside of uh, Brock's kind of crossover to UFC, uh, and, and we've got a burgeoning, I suppose, uh, Roman um, crossover with mainstream. But yeah, it's nowhere near the level of of, uh, of Rock versus Cena.
3: Yeah. No. Well, look at the, the one the one everyone's clamoring for is Roman versus Rock, <laughs> which which is bad. So we and, and
2: now Brock versus Lashley. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So um, where was I go? Where was I going? Right. So <laughs> it's 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 quite difficult with this one because this one, it might, might be an element of confirmation bias because this is where I came back into watching WWE. But I feel like there was a resurgence of people, lapsed fans coming back to WWE round about that time and round about the CM Punk time. Mm-hmm. And, and those two things kind of went hand in hand together, which I think then played a part, also played a part in that being the biggest selling pay-per-view of all time. Okay. Um, so if you, know, if Rock's around just full-time and he's feeding with Cena a lot, obviously that never, that never happens. And, uh, I just don't think you get, you know, you don't get that 2010, 2011 bit of resurgence there with the laps fans coming back. I don't know what, what effect that has long-term, but, but I, th- I, th- I think it'd be an interesting quirk. And, and then you, but then you, Again, you you mentioned it to to, to, to pop me. Is the uh, is the CM Punk issue? Is if Rock stayed? If if the once in a lifetime stuff doesn't happen, then as you say, CM Punk probably gets his WrestleMania main event, um, and he's a much happier guy. And
2: perhaps he does. Perhaps he does stick around and. But, the, that's, but a, that's, the, a time, that's a whole
3: new timeline. That's a
2: whole new timeline again. The the issue I had with it, I mean, I, like I said, I, I put him in there because I knew it would absolutely pop you, being the the punk mark that you are. <laughs> but his whole kind of character for the, for his last real run in WWE was built around him not getting his dues, him being passed over, um, and if he's involved in 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 the main events. Do we get that edginess? I mean, he was always edgy. Don't get me wrong, but do we get that that WWE career-defining edginess that that we get with Punk? I mean, it's well, a we, we
3: don't we don't get his defining moment.
2: Yeah, and and his edginess is what is carrying him now through AEW. He's uh, whether he likes it or not, his popularity is 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 based on how he feels he was treated in the WWE. Uh, and that's kind of the, the the big part of his character in AEW. Um, do we get that? Because he's got his flowers, he's got his WrestleMania moment, he's got his uh, his uh, collector cups, he's got his ice cream bars. Um, he's had his multiple time world world titles. Do we have that pissed off, uh, mad at the world, mad at the system punk? I don't know if that happens. Come oh, no, ain't that, ain't that interesting? Mm. That is. But and then without that kind of uh that attitude and that um, the the fan uh, swell behind him, does he become the star that he became? So you
3: you, you, you lose you lose the once in a lifetime pay per view, mm-hmm. and you lose the CM Punk that we came to know and love or hate, if depending on what you think of him. That's a that's a big loss to that period.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All for, because the, the selfish rock wouldn't piss off to Hollywood <laughs> and leave a gap in the company for, for CM Punk to take in. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that, well, we could go, go on for ages about that one. Mm. Uh, right, my my final one. Again, a bit of a stretch here, but I, I could see this happening. I think he would now be in a senior role at WWE. Um, akin to akin to Triple H, to Triple H's yeah. role. Reason I think that well, he's clearly a very talented, talented man, very creative. But the, the reason I think it is, he, he's he's he, and the things he does. He's he's very like Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. and you can see it. You can see him so, so so you know he's he, he's gone now into um into into like having his own. Movie studio kind of, I don't know what the correct word is for it, but um, well, he's, he's got a production company called Seven Books Production Company. That's that's what I look for. So he goes production company. He wants to move into that, and, it, and obviously he's produced films with WWE as well. The the page one, um, mm-hmm. the fighting with my family. So he's worked with WWE on that. Then you've also got he bought the XFL off Vince Ran. He did. Um, so he clearly, he clearly has the same kind of ideas as vince a and lot of
2: what vince pro- uh vince has rubbed off on him uh the kind of like uh, yeah. the the business um ethics maybe the business kind of mindset where um he wants to diversify his revenue streams yeah i think you're absolutely on the, on on the on the money there uh he's very much wants to be uh an entertainment mogul like like vince's so I I I think
3: I think I think he would be in a leadership position at WWE, and I think WWE would be a hell of a lot better off for it because I think, well, it, it I don't think it's even a leap, but this is this is clear. He gets it. He gets the entertainment side more than Vince. Mm-hmm. He gets the mainstream side more than Vince. Um, he he, tar- he targets it in the same way, but he's better at it. So if yeah. he was with Vince, they'd be. And then with Triple H's mind for the wrestling,
2: it's just yeah, be incredible. And, and I mean, and this is this is just spitballing from from that because I didn't even take any of that into into context. With uh, Rock's man for the business and his uh, mainstream appeal, add that to Triple H's um, finger on the pulse of of, of uh, the indie talent and uh, and the way that the wrestling business is going. There's no need for a Vince to be there. Vince could have easily passed the baton on. If, if, as you say, the Rock uh, goes backstage and ends up kind of rising through the ranks of the the company, a uh, a Triple H and and Rock-led WWE becomes huge because they've got all of the bases covered and the the one thing that they don't have is a, an out of touch uh, owner who essentially books for an audience of one. They've got people who know the business, but also know how to entertain. Yeah, that's that would be an outstanding uh, way for for WWE to go. That's b- mind, that's brilliant. It? That's that's I'm genuinely blown <laughs> away with that. You've 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 shot me, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> i drawn a I've drawn a line. That's it. That's the last bullet point. <laughs> Mic drop, kaboom. Well, that's a that's a, a that's really astute. I didn't even remotely contemplate like the, the 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 thoughts of Rock going backstage and and kind of like having that impact. But yeah, it makes a, a hell of a lot of sense. It would now whether Vince would kind of uh, loosen those open strings is a, is another shout. But um, in that timeline, and he did. Yeah, there'd be no stopping WWE. Absolutely, no stopping them.
3: It'd be so much bigger than it is now, and it's massive now. And,
2: <laughs> and it'd be and it'd be more popular as well. There wouldn't maybe be that kind of that online hate for WWE as as we see a lot. There's a lot of kind of anti WWE rhetoric with Rocking in charge, knowing what the fans want, and essentially giving the fans what they want. Yeah, that that goes away. There's no AEW. There's no need for an AEW. No. There you go. We come back to episode one. <laughs> Every episode leads to us closing AEW down or just wiping them from existence. That that's the whole aim of Badlands. It's just to wipe all elite wrestling off the face of the earth. <laughs> Kenny doesn't leave New Japan. He stays in there forever. The books there. Cordy doesn't leave cuz he's obviously been in a feud with the rock so he's happy. Yeah, there's no <laughs> there's no AEW, there's no need for AEW.
3: That's our conclusion. <laughs> Series over. What's the next one? Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
1: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. That's a great segue because uh,
2: the next topic is is your choice. Uh, but before that, uh, we've uh, got a, a bit of a bit of a scoop for, for the listeners. Uh, next week, we're going to actually have a special guest. Um, and hopefully as well, uh, Mr. Ray Cash uh, will be feeling up to being on the show um he's uh he's obviously uh, let us know that he, he wouldn't want to miss this one for the world uh but yeah uh, we're having one of our very very good um buddies in in this wrestling uh, community that we're in uh and someone who better come back to podcasting very very quickly because i miss the the show that they put out uh, we're having uh one clav from the ricky and clav show on next week
3: this is brilliant this, this makes me very very happy
2: Mhm
3: same absolutely the same i can't I can't wait to have him here yeah. i can i just can't wait it's
2: like it's so, like christmas again so paul the pressure is on you now to come up with a topic befitting the royalty that is sir clavet
3: hold on give it a pause there. I have some i think something's happened <laughs> Sorry about that. Nothing to worry about.
2: <laughs> Paul, sorry to bother you, but the house is burning down.
3: <laughs> I thought it was a, I I did a covid test right before I came on cuz I didn't want to give it to you. Um you didn't want to give me covid <laughs> but over the air <laughs> <it is. laughs> And she had it in her hand, so I I I just genuinely assumed I was it, it was positive then.
2: Oh, um, scenes if Mel comes in and she's drawn the second line. That would have been amazing. <laughs> and you just absolutely panicking as you try and come up with a topic for Clive. <laughs> That'd have been brilliant. It wouldn't surprise me if she did that.
3: She she she's not happy. She's not happy I'm going I have to go back to work tomorrow. Oh um, uh because she she, she not think doesn't think it's safe. She was she was you, sat
2: there when Boris did his five o'clock and I was Covid restrictions. Covid <laughs> restrictions. No, Boris. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, back back on topic. Sorry about that.
2: It's it's bad.
3: So you just told me to pick a pick the topic, didn't you?
2: Yeah. So essentially, uh, Clive is coming onto the show. Um, you have the 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 honour of giving him uh, a topic worthy of of his his lordship, Clav.
3: Okay. Well.
2: They 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 can
3: only they could be only one topic area for Clive, can not they? He's famously a huge fan of Two O Five Live, he, he earned, earned himself the 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 moniker of Two O Five Clive. Yeah. So how could we not
2: pick something aligned to that? I think he will. We, there's there's two distinct outcomes for this. He'll embrace it and think, yes, these guys know me, and this is right Apparently, or he'll go. For fuck's sake! I didn't really like 205 in the first place. Why do I keep being lumbered with it?
3: <laughs> right, so here it is. What if, what if, uh, what if WWE had had thrown the world behind Two or Five Live? What if they'd given it, you know, g- g- given it the impetus it needed to succeed? What if they'd uh, made a big deal of it? What if, what if they'd, yeah, given it the love that Clive clearly believed it, <laughs> it deserved
2: <laughs> Clive and only Cloud believed that um so i think that's a great topic a lot of kind of uh um pathways we can go down uh essentially uh what if wwe had put the 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 machine beyond 205 live and and really kind of pushed it rather than it be hid away on the network uh and and kind of uh the the red stepchild to to SmackDown essentially
3: yeah See, you know the <laughs> s- same sort of same sort of weight they put behind their nxt
2: mm-hmm. yeah exactly that's a, a great topic uh and i'm sure clav will will uh love revisiting uh 205 live with a with a tear in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so definitely uh tune into that uh uh next week uh so, yeah, it'll be a, a bumper episode next week with uh, four kind of minds for the wrestling business going at this uh this 205 conundrum. Uh, but, yeah, that's all from us uh, for this week. So, Mr. Tolley, time for, for your favourite part of the week. My favourite part where I get to thank everybody for listening. No, where you get to just sign off and then, then go and <laughs> don't have to talk to me again for over seven days. <laughs>
3: I look forward to this every week. And, and then this one, this week especially after 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 not being able to be here last week. Um, but no, it generally thank, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um as yeah you... brilliant. brilliant. That's the first one I've cocked up.
2: That's back. <laughs> let me let me get a timestamp stamp for 121. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost it. This is going to take about ten minutes now, isn't it? This is, this is what it happens. Is. I haven't
3: got the I have got the um, skill of just going back in as if it's in mid conversation.
2: <laughs> it's a good job one of us knows how to edit its not It
3: is that,
1: isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs>
2: well we've just got time to say
3: thank you everyone f- for listening um as always what we love most of all is chat chatting through your ideas about uh, uh, about our what ifs and our-, our scenarios and getting your thoughts best part of recording this podcast for f- for me um here's where you can do that you can follow us um at badlands pod on twitter you can uh follow us follow uh Magzie there over at Podfather mags also on Twitter and you follow me at raincounter on Twitter and give us, give us a follow and let us know what you've, what you thought of, uh, you know, mags booking and, and, and my scenario this week, uh, and, and, and any of your own ideas. Um, you can hear what ifs every single Thursday, um, best, best, best way to make sure you, you get your hands on it or your ears on those, are by going to your podcast provider, of choice you, you can catch our um our what ifs every single thursday um best pay best way you can get those is by going to your podcast provider of choice and subscribing to Cheer shot radio network um on there and as i say it'll drop every thursday finally if you head over to um pro wrestling tees forward slash the Cheer shop um uh, you can find all sorts of uh lovely merch and goodies over there um go check out go support the podcast go support the network um it would be much appreciated. We look forward to speaking to you next week uh, hope you hope you can join us until then stay safe and always use your head.
2: Chairshot.com. Always
1: use your head.